0: on it was good everybody welcome back to the dorm room another episode of dub facts you on air got my boy brian phillips with me how yes. you feeling
1: man i'm feeling good man you know cooped up in the
0: house all day but
1: <laughs> good all day needed it Rose has been bad up there too yeah they said it was it was bad so I mean, last week, you know, like I told you, they ain't even canceled class for the weather, so they had to be
0: somewhat bad to close the whole campus down. Okay, we can get started, man. The question I ask everybody: as soon as we get started, who's the first person to get you that work on the court, <laughs> man? Like they could be on my team, or like like in a practice, just, or like somebody, anybody, anywhere at the park, the YMCA, wherever. Just somebody, just just gave you that work. You like damn he tough like yeah he just got me uh adult wise because you know i i never
1: really played like open around my age for a while i say probably either my pops or money or money pops your money yeah that's money and then my around my age i had to go probably rj rj when y'all was younger yeah Like middle school type shit yeah because well, you know we was always on the same team growing up, but in practice, it wasn't none of that. Uh, back then, it wasn't all starters on the same team versus the second right. group, so yeah. we all switching it up. So, me and him used to go out there and practice, but that, that's probably the first person that'll come to my mind. Or, Cam, oh, yeah, Cam was and
0: tough and- as, and- as shit, man. Yeah, them were both some tough covers back then. Um, your transition from high school to college, what's been the biggest difference for you?
1: Uh I'd probably say just the not even the pace of the game, but more like the speed and physicality of the game. It's yeah. just like as a PG, you know, you always control your own pace, but it'd be some games where you know that same pace you have from high school, it ain't working with mm-hmm. five dudes out there with a six-five plus wingspan, you know what I'm saying? So Sometimes you got to get up and down. Sometimes you got to slow it down. And then going to the rim, them little bumps and stuff that you know you got in high school, you ain't getting that in college. Yeah. So, them two things for sure is probably the biggest thing for me.
0: Do you feel that, um, well, obviously, I don't think you feel like you've accomplished all you wanted to yet with the game. But up to this point, are you satisfied or you, you still hungry for more?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely still hungry for more. Like like you said, uh, I ain't really accomplished nothing yet. Like, you know, I made it to play at the next level, which, you know, most people don't get to do, yeah. which, you know, that's a blessing. But I ain't I ain't won nothing here yet. Uh, You know, we got a good season right now, but, you know, I still got to get a natty while I'm here mm-hmm. and then hope we go somewhere else next year and, you know, finish them two years. And then once I get that degree, then I feel like I accomplished something.
0: Right, right, that, that's a good answer, good answer. That natty definitely feels good, man. Then you'll be right down the street. It's still in Danville, right? The tournament? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That natty feels good, man. You know, I never, I never lost the Parkland when I was playing, so you know <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Yeah, we never we never lost the Parkland. They had they had some killers though when uh when I was in Juco too. But Lincoln, we was just, I don't know, we were just stacked, we was loaded, man. Yeah. Uh I always had fun playing <laughs> over there though. You know, the the city of Champaign is a, always a fun place to go um <clears throat> whether we're playing we want to kick it whatever so how how was uh what's the biggest difference we feel between living in Decatur and living in Champagne?
1: man like I tell people all the time like they're like oh you close to home but like living over here don't even feel like I'm even like close to Decatur like yeah that 40-minute drive ain't nothing to get back but it's just like a whole nother city like everything like the same but it's so many more food options so much more stuff to do mm-hmm. and then just being somewhere like for me the biggest thing was i can go anywhere here and like not have to stop for a conversation with somebody yeah yeah <laughs> like I, if i go to walmart i could just get in and out target the mall anywhere i could just get in and out and i'm gone back to the apartments but that's probably the biggest thing for me but then just like, like i said like the food choices you know just being away from home but not too far away to like if i need some or something going on i can get back but that was probably the,
0: the best part about moving from decatur to here yeah, yeah champagne is I made mean, for it to be so close i feel like it's so different to me uh, different. when i'm over there uh more stores you know uh decatur's a college town too but champagne is more of a more of a, a real college town, you know, with them having U of I over there and stuff like that too. Um, you know, obviously everyone wants to go Division One and stuff like that. Did you feel like let down and whatnot not to go like straight out of high school and stuff like that? Like, you know, coming up with um, certain expectations and stuff like that, people look at it like, okay, it's D1 or nothing. If you don't go D1, then, you know, they, oh, they're, they're talking like you failed or whatnot or, what, or something like that to that nature. How did you feel about that? Like, with, um, could you tell the difference in the way, like, people treated you or acted towards you and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, at first, for me, it was kind of like a like the same thing, you know, but I think once I hit about, like, eighth grade, freshman year, you know, I was kind of already maxed out at height by then. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, I was bigger than everybody. But once, like, I knew I wasn't going to grow no more, I kind of, like, you know, came to, like, the realization of myself, like, you know, the NBA over with, so the best you're gonna get is maybe overseas for a couple of years, make make a little money. Mm-hmm. Probably ain't gonna go to D1, especially once all the COVID stuff happened. So it came to like a, like a second nature to me, like oh yeah, like this is where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. so prove myself to then get to that level, and then like you said, uh, you know, you definitely feel people like that that you felt like was with you from the beginning, or when they felt like you was gonna be this big prospect going D1, and that, that, that. Like you know, you feel like a a low drop off your you know your your bandwagon kind of if you know what i'm saying like you yeah the ones that's been there since day one but then all the ones that like kind of picked up along the way like they just drop back off as you on this you know this JUCO journey you know what i'm saying so yeah but another big thing for me was you know being recruited by coach Fig he never like made it feel like to me like i was being recruited by a junior college if you know what i'm saying like cuz i didn't talk to division 1 coaches and stuff like that before the covid Mm-hmm. just talking to him, it kind of felt like the same way. Like, he made it seem like, you know, regardless of, like, even though we had Division II JUCO, like, it's going to be the same type of work, the same type of competition. Yeah. Like, you're going to play some dogs, and you're going to have to work for everything you get. So, you know, just being recruited by him kind of helped me a lot, of the transition of, you know, not, not being a Division One player right out of high school.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I tell players all the time, man, It's some players who go D1, you know, and they go Juco and it, you know, don't pan out on a Juco level, end up having to go to a different level. And then there's some who don't go D1 right away, end up being better at the D1 level than they were at the Juco level. So I think it just it's – it's basically see fit, you know what I mean? Like all about situations and uh, – the type of opportunity that you do get, you know, me and my eyes, I feel like you can play division one basketball. Obviously you have enough talent. Uh, you're a true point guard. There's not too many of those around anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, sometimes a division two may be a better, you know, situation for you. I really don't pay attention to the divisions and stuff like that. And, and just like you, I learned not to pay attention around that time when, you know, it's, it's in that moment, you know, you're playing stuff like that it's like man well i don't care about going d1 you more so worried about okay this degree gonna last forever the ball gonna stop bouncing one day or another anyway yeah you know what i mean and then once you get a certain age you understand the politics of the game and stuff like that too so sometimes it don't matter how good you is it's about who you know yeah i know plenty of players who you know from when i was playing went division one that i may have gave work to on a juco level and you know what i'm saying like i didn't get the same opportunity they got you know what i mean so i don't know it's it's, it's a game of politics you got to play but as long as you play as long as you get that that free degree and stuff like that at the end of the day that's all that matters man yeah to be honest but uh yeah but i feel like <clears throat> a lot of people get caught up and they they don't even want to go to juco if it's not d1 because they feel like uh people back home gonna have this to say had that to say but at the end of the day people gonna talk about you rather you're doing good or if you're doing bad or whatever you can go d1 not get no playing time they're gonna talk about you then well he yeah. went D one, but he ain't play, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just crazy how the how the world works and stuff like that, man. But
1: yeah, especially yeah. That,
0: like you said at the
1: end of the day, you know, say you do go D one and then like it don't work out. Now you back at home. Now everybody that, that was all on your case about oh, you went D one, you you made it out. Now you back home. Where are them same people at that? You know what I'm saying? i mm-hmm. was so excited for you. Now they now ain't nobody there. So then now you in your head like. Oh, damn. Like, I, I did this, went to a bad situation or something, you know what I'm saying? Or did what I thought I could do, and then it didn't work out. Now, everybody ain't my support system ain't there no more, you know what I'm saying? And for me, that was like the biggest thing was, you know, I sat down with my pops when before I committed, and I was like, I already knew where I was going the whole time. Mm-hmm. Fig, fig and them was probably, we had about what, like 30 something, 31 games senior year. Fig yeah. came at least 19, 20 of them. Yeah, fig, a cool dude, man. So, I knew where i was going like from the jump but like between my pops and coach dan and my au coach it was just like a you know keep your options open like you don't know know what could come but like mm-hmm. so then when i sat down with my pops i was like look man like this where i'm gonna do this where i'm going like he never made me feel like that wasn't enough for him or wasn't enough for me you know what i'm saying so yeah that was another big thing for me was just like always having that support system no matter like where where i ended up going to
0: Yeah, if y'all go to the National Tournament, though, there's going to be so many schools there, you're sure to get an offer. Shit. Definitely going to get one. So the the season going how it's going now, do you think that it was best that y'all lose now and get it on out the way? Or would you have rather ran the tape, try to run the table and win it all undefeated? Uh,
1: You know, I – Obviously, you know, I would have rather us win it all undefeated because, you know what I'm saying, that's more a a greater story for the kids, the grandkids, you know what I'm saying? But I definitely am glad that, you know, them losses came now, especially just being one to shoot the number 14 in the country who was number one for the first four, four to five weeks of the season. So, you know, you got them that we took that loss to, which then in the last four minutes, everybody else got ejected off the bench. So then we come back. We get, like, a, a culture win is what we call it, you know, it's like, three baseball players, a golfer, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Ended up only being four basketball players by the That's end crazy, of the first man. half because our big man got ejected out of that game. Dang. So when we go into the rival game versus Danville, you know, it's more of a thing where, like I said, the culture wins. So the culture is so strong here at Parkland, like, I never had to worry with the baseball dudes on the team, like, that we was even going to lose to Danville, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I went into that game like, oh yeah, it's just another win on the schedule. Yeah, and you know, obviously, we ended up losing by two. But to lose by two in a rival game without with four actual basketball players, like that's big in my eyes. So like, yeah, you don't ever want to be happy about a loss. You don't like, but you also don't want to dwell on the loss. Like once it's over, it's over. It's the next game. But then you also take away the positives from the loss instead of just all the negatives. Like right, four players missing three starters or whatever. So. And then the rest of the bench, you look at it like, damn, so now when we see them down the road with the whole team, what's going to be the turnout then? So, like you said, I, I think it's better that we took our losses now because then also that loss to South Sub make everybody more hungry, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Now you know what it feels like to get hit in your mouth. Now you mm-hmm. have like the response. So.
0: Yeah, I, I talked to Javin about that, man. I've seen him post of it, and I'm like, damn, I know he ain't injured. And he told me the story. I'm like, man, that's crazy. Yeah. He, he was subbing in for the dude that – um, what bumped into the coach or something like that,
1: man? It was crazy. So,
0: they you know, they coach, he got about 500 some wins. Yeah, so, John Pagati or something like that. He was, yes. was, he was recruiting me for a little bit. He respected by everybody, no matter where he yeah. goes, who, who ref in, everybody respect him. So, mm-hmm.
1: every time they get scored on anything, he calling a timeout, he on their heels, no matter if they have mm-hmm. 30, 40, whatever. So, he was on the court the whole game, like spazzing. And one of our players, was like, yo, can y'all get him off the court? Like, if we bump into him, then who fought fault it's going to be? Mm-hmm. And one of our players had walked by, like, you know what I'm saying, said something after, like, going into the timeout, and the coach, like, threw the clipboard and, like, yelled. But, like, our big man bumped into him. Well, he from overseas, so all he knows is you bump into me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm pushing back. Mm-hmm. Pushed him. Then the eighth, they hold – our team's already on the court shaking hands with the team. They whole team just cleared the bench. And so it's not like we just going to sit here and let our mans get jumped or nothing like that. And it's yeah. a timeout already. We already out here. Like, and if you go back on the film, like everybody on our team is trying to de-escalate the situation while they whole team trying to create a situation, if you know what I'm right. saying. So, it was all fluky and janky. Like, it shouldn't have happened, but at the end of the day, it did. So, I mean, it was what it was at that point.
0: Yeah, y'all probably run back into the national tournament. Yeah. Hopefully. So. Sure. Hopefully. That'll be decent, man. That'll be. Got to get that get back, man. Got to get that get back. So, um, <clears throat> so, um, so growing up, indicator, you know, you were been around the basketball all your life or whatever. Who are some of the players that you looked up to growing up? Uh, I say like you know
1: older. Got to go, you, Rob, D. Adams, Jab, Monty, J. Rob, Blue Jack. You know all them. My pops, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uncle Philippe, you no know, Rodney. Like you look at all, all y'all like the success y'all had. Then you look back at it about Katie, Amir, Armand, you know Dallas. All them like you look up to them dudes. Like oh man, like they going crazy in high school. Like I'm sideline watching it, mm-hmm. and then them, them they're just people from Decatur. Like you, Yakema Rose, Xavier Bishop. Like I was over there with Unc. Uncle mm-hmm. Kai, all they practice, you know what I'm saying? So just looking up to all them dudes, you know what I'm saying? All y'all, like, it kind of like groomed me for the game, if you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it made me want to be
0: what y'all already had accomplished, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I remember coaching you and Makai, man. Uh, what grade was y'all, was y'all, y'all fifth grade? Yep. Yeah. Fifth, yeah, fifth grade, that year at, at um, LSA, man, we was, I don't know, y'all was different then, for real, for real. I mean, you was out there getting triple-doubles and shit, man. Makai just bombs away and shit, man. I'm just like, man, these little dudes is tough as hell, for real, for real. I think we only lost maybe a couple games to the older older teams. Yeah. But everybody else we played, it was just cakewalks, cakewalks. Like, I, I had never seen nobody like, you in fucking fifth grade going out there getting triple-doubles and shit. I'm like, man, this kid is is different, for real, bro, like. And that was, I think, y'all first year, like, actually playing, like, organized 5-on-5 basketball for a school.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm, like, y'all done played, like, I think y'all had played AAU. And uh, I think that once, the summer before that, uh, was the first year of Sky, y'all played AAU. And then y'all played, like, three-on-three tournaments and shit. But, like, just going out there getting triple-doubles and shit, like, I really was amazed, for real. I'm like yeah this kid this kid's special for real like you didn't care about scoring none of that shit. like you doing everything you'll get your 10 or whatever easy obviously not even trying to score but you'd be like yeah i'm gonna win 10 assists i'm gonna go get 10 rebounds i'm trying to get a triple double or something and i'm like yeah this is true he's like a true point guard for real like <clears throat> and it ain't too many kids that you find like that in the fifth grade and shit. like my son he in the fourth um, right now, so we want to fifth grade next year, but I know for sure that ain't his damn objective to <laughs> get no damn triple doubles or assist and shit like that. All the kids now want to do is score the damn ball, man. They don't, I don't even know if they know exactly what an assist is for sure, but <laughs> yeah, you was you was different, man. You was different. Yeah, and then to go to win uh state championship middle school, y'all were undefeated, right? Yeah, on the eighth grade team, yeah, because I was in seven, you, you were in seven, one, you, yeah. The way y'all did that was, was nuts too, and y'all had one hell of a roster, bro. You, RJ, shit, Ren, uh, y'all had Bartley too, right? Bartley, Barley, Dabner, uh, who else y'all had?
1: We had uh, shoot, we had Javion and Carl, the brothers, uh, and that's really it for real. For real, ain't nobody else really did they,
0: playing. Did they keep playing in high school?
1: Nah, uh, Carl had. Carl played at uh St. Tier MacArthur, one of the two for like freshman year, but they ended up not really playing sports for real no more after that. Mm-hmm. But like like that that first like five or six that you name, I think we was the only ones that really stuck with
0: it. The but ones, yeah. back then you had Jaber, and he was what five foot even. Man, I was just talking <laughs> to somebody the other day about Jaber, man. I was like he just just took off, man. And I, I be telling kids, like, they want to be in a rush, you know, some of my freshmen asked me before we even played the freshman game, um, am I going to be on JV? I'm like, man, you ain't even sure what you can do freshman yet. Y'all be so quick to want to move up just to say y'all playing JV or varsity. Like, sometimes you just have to go with the flow and stick to the script, you know what I mean? And that's a perfect example is j You huh. know, he played freshman. He played JV. And then when his time came on varsity, he took advantage of it and – He took off shit and he just, he's steady progressing and stuff like that. So I I try to tell kids that all the time because Jabron, I remember him at John's Hill with y'all. He was more so like a defensive player. You know, his offense hadn't caught up, caught up all the way yet. But once it got there, it's like, yeah, he's a dog now. Jabron's a dog now. I love his game, man. I, I mean, I love the way he's came along over the years for sure, because back then it wasn't just people, you know, they had certain ones they'd be talking about they would never include Javen like that you know what i mean and sometimes it'd be like that the ones it'd be ones that they don't talk about that they, they end up being up there with the ones that they were talking about i love those stories and he's a humble kid too always as quiet as hell yeah
1: but like like you said like he he progressed through the whole thing in high school and then shoot even last year our freshman year mm-hmm. uh, at parkland the coach wanted him to uh red shirt at first yeah i remember that i remember that something about red shirt and then, he came back to study hall he talked to me about it he was like man man hell no like i I, I ain't never like just back down like I'm not gonna red shirt like I'm trying to get up out of here mm-hmm. like, hey, don't uh, don't do a thing because I don't see why you can't play right like, the first couple games went by him him and Titan touched the floor man by the end of the season they was both probably averaging more minutes than I was yeah like, just being on the floor finishing our games like you know what I'm saying and now you look at it shoot jabin probably the best one of our best scores on the team <laughs> Like, we go to South Sub, damn near 30 points on three missed shots. So, I mean, if you talk about a story to like somebody that, like, actually, you know, stayed his course and
0: progressed all the way up, like, mm. that man got to come to the top of your list. Yeah, that's definitely one hell of a story. And that game, yeah, y'all both, he damn had a perfect game, 30 points damn near. You damn had a triple-double. That Y'all damn to played perfect shit. Yeah. All, all, only thing that messed it up was the little – Thing that happened and y'all losing, but it don't get no better than that. And shit, that's about the best team y'all done played all year, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's pretty tough, man. So, how do you feel like your high school career went? Do you feel like you achieved what you sought to achieve, or do you feel like you underachieved? I mean, obviously, you didn't win a state championship or anything like that. You know, everybody wants to win a state championship, but everybody can't. But besides the fact that you didn't everything else that you accomplished do you feel like you accomplished it
1: yeah for the, the way, way you want to how's that like you know what i'm saying uh the one thing i did want to i did uh miss out on that i felt like i i wish i could have got was you know uh blue jack assist record i yeah. wish i could have got that but you know other than that i felt like high school was just something like i had fun with like mm-hmm. i never really thought about like the wins and the losses it just was going out there and having fun. So I think that was the most important part to me. So out of that aspect, I feel like I accomplished everything that I needed to. Cause you Mm -hmm. know, I understood, you know, what, what really came with the game, like wins and losses gonna happen, but if you're not having fun at the end of the day, what's the point of even playing? So other than that, like besides that state championship, like you said, like I accomplished everything. Shoot thousand point club, one of the best, best season in MacArthur history until they broke it the year after. Mm-hmm. Uh, Collinsville tournament first time since the 37 years. So you got MVP only the second person indicator to, to do that besides Lou Jack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I accomplished a lot, uh, you know, the one goal that I did, one I didn't get. But
0: like you said, everybody can't do it. Yeah, yeah, one hell of a career for sure. Uh, me being a, a a person who went to both schools, which school did you like best overall? From the athletic standpoint to the classroom standpoint, like as far as just the school being fun as, as a whole, uh, fun as a whole, definitely. MacArthur,
1: yeah, just like that's where you know the athletics is just different. Um, uh, mm-hmm. like I liked Eisenhower because don't get me wrong, I, w- I would go to Eisenhower for just the education over MacArthur any day. Like mm-hmm. the teachers there was great, I had a good, con- good relationship with all my teachers, like I had good friends there that I was cool with, but. MacArthur was just like a, I don't know what, like a family type, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. everybody was together. Like you didn't walk down the hallway without seeing one of your one of your friends, whether it was the most popular dude in the school or the dude ain't nobody even noticed at the lunch table, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. like, it was just like everybody was like so close-knitted, especially my senior year. Like we did so much stuff together, like me, Byron, Afflone, Jabron, Antoine, Jalen, Los. Mm-hmm. Malaysia, Kiki, like we was all always just together.
0: So I feel like from a fun standpoint, definitely MacArthur. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I left MacArthur my uh, second semester, of my junior year. I ain't like, I had hella hell of fun there too. Uh, I say MacArthur females were better than Eisenhower females at that time. Uh, but when I got to Eisenhower, that's damn near everybody I had grew up with. Yeah. You know, I, I always went to school um on the west side of town growing up i went to dennis um uh, would have went to roosevelt but it, it was stephen and Cater. so i went to stephen and cater and then i went to macarthur so i always went to school on the west side of town but growing up I, I grew up on the south side of town though like um me my mom my sisters we lived out west by the disc on forest street but my grandma lived on um john street out south and even on during school days and stuff like that majority of the time you know it's five days a week A of, of school i was going from dennis home then out to my grandma's house yeah. damn there every day so i mean it's like i lived out there all my friends was out there and stuff like that away from school so when i got to eisenhower it was just like i'm back around all the friends that i grew up with and stuff like that now we finally went to school together like you know like west lewis Mm-hmm. All of them, we all grew up on the same street, so I mean, we've seen each other daily, even when I didn't go to Isaiah when I was at MacArthur, damn near. So, um it really wasn't no too much of a uh, transition for me because I, I mean, I was comfortable being around them already and whatnot, but uh, I would say athletic wise, uh, well, at that time, of course, Isaiah basketball was different than MacArthur, so mm-hmm. and then we had. Uh, coach Huss over there, and he just – I don't know. He just – he taught us so much about basketball. I didn't even understand basketball until my senior year in high school, to be honest, when I got there and he was an assistant coach. He taught us so much. It's like I learned so much in one year about basketball and I have learned ever. Yeah. I just, I just was never really blessed to have, like, you know, a good coach that really knew the game. Well, my freshman year, your dad, you know, because he had been through it all, whatever. It's just we didn't have a good team. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> He taught me a lot and then shit uh coaching staff that came my sophomore year, that shit was just so horrible. But shit, when I went to Eisenhower, it's like I learned a whole new just everything. And then even uh well Philippe, he he had helped out uh my sophomore year. He was on the staff or whatever. So I mean, obviously when it comes to coaching, that's my mentor. So he's taught me so much about coaching and stuff like that. So obviously, your dad, Philippe. And then coach us, said, then the, then the three coaches that shit pretty much taught me everything I know about the game on and off the court, to be honest. So yeah. uh, I, I, I was blessed to be in both situations to see it from both sides and stuff like that. It always builds character when you can have a, a low point, then you, you know what I'm saying, coming to a, a high point situation or whatnot. So
1: yeah, exactly. That's probably the best takeaway from it. You know, you get to see it from both sides of the, mm-hmm. both sides of the table. Yeah
0: you can always that's that's always a plus man that's always a plus so you know how to you know battle that adversity you know how to you know bring your way up out of there and stuff like that so that's my take from going to both schools and stuff like that because i mean had i never left i don't know where i you know where i would have been had i not left left. so sometimes you have to do it were you concerned about what people thought about you leaving and stuff like that or what they had to say and stuff
1: Nah, because Honestly, nobody knew the real, like, you know, nobody knew the real about, you know, I left. So mm-hmm. I didn't really play into none of the, oh, he did this, he did that. Because honestly, duh, I probably got more hate for my pops and everybody going to the Mac and me going to Eisenhower in the first place Yeah, I did from going back to MacArthur. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. for me, it was kind of like, you know, uh in the middle type of situation, like, but whatever. So. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ever really worry about that, especially because I was going to play with Quay, Nick, Barley, Javon, because mm-hmm. Makai ended up ended up going there junior year, so mm-hmm. it was really just like a oh well situation, like you know, like I gotta, I can't worry about that. I gotta go worry about fitting in with this new team. So
0: yeah, yeah, and I remember when you were a kid. uh Wait, when was this? No, I think. It's like right before your first year when you were going to Eisenhower, you were telling me, like, man, I ain't never want to go to Eisenhower growing up. I always wanted to go to MacArthur. That's all I knew.
1: Always. Yeah. That's all that's all it ever was. Like mm-hmm. before before Rodney got that job and ended up putting my dad and Carlton and all them on staff, man. Mm-hmm. None of us grew up thinking, oh, we we about to go, about to go to the E. Like yeah. we was always on the sidelines with, with Makai during while his pops was coaching. And even after that, like, just watching the twins and stuff like that, like, nobody ever thought, like, oh, yeah, y'all
0: were MacArthur crazy crazy for sure.
1: Everything I had was blue. I always had my once a general, always a general. Like, it was just always MacArthur Mm until
0: that point came, and then it's like, well, you know, now it is what it is. Yeah, Destiny used to eat you and your pops up, man. (laughs) She used to eat y'all up, man. She's like, me and my dad are a traitor, too. My brother is a traitor, too. (laughs) Like, my dad should have just went and coached at MacArthur. Yeah. But I'm gonna be a Panther while they're here.
1: It was crazy, man. But
0: so how how has um you and your dad's relationship grown now that you know you're a man now? You notice any differences between your relationship now from when you were in high school and when he's coaching you and stuff? Yeah, just like
1: the conversations we be having, like in high school and he was my coach, like it wasn't like even that difference between like freshman sophomore year when he was coaching me. It was some days I didn't even want to talk to that anymore. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we had a game. He he said something to me or this did this that I ain't like. So, we go home. Like, I, I don't want to talk to you for a couple of days. Like, like stand on what you said in practice. You know what I'm saying? Or what yeah. you did in practice, pulling me out the game. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it was always that tension. Like, but then at the end of the day, you got to realize, like, well, that's pops, pops at home. But there, he got to be a coach. Like, I'm everybody else to him. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but then once I went to MacArthur, like, it was more of a teaching standpoint. You know what I'm saying? He was always in the crowd, like and see everything. So he wasn't having to pay attention to four other dudes that was on the court as well. Like he was always just paying attention to me. So Mm -hmm. after the game, it was always that conversation about you know what I did wrong first, what I could have did better, and then it was but good game. You know what I'm saying? So then now to the standpoint where like I'm at college, it's just like different conversations. Like what like what you on, son? How you doing? Like half the time, it ain't even about basketball. It's more about real life stuff so our relationship definitely probably got stronger since he stopped coaching me just because it was less arguments about you know the little stuff with basketball but
0: yeah it's always been a a close-knit relationship for sure man that's why i say i really don't want to coach my son too much man because we bump heads so man it's crazy how we bump heads we'd be working out or something outside or something yeah we just bump heads i'll just be like man i can't do this shit man i don't want to be the dad that's why i I have somebody else work his ass out somebody else training and stuff like that man because as as a father when it's your child you your expectations for them are higher than they would be for anybody else that you're training or you're coaching or something like that you feel like just because i was this good okay if i show him something simple he should be able to do it with his eyes closed or something like that but we got to understand that he's not you you know what i mean it's like i was doing this when i was 18 19 20 21 or whatever he's 10 11 12 he's not going to catch on to this like i caught on to it. no matter he's my son or what Mm -hmm. the biggest thing with it is patience for real for real and sometimes as a parent you don't really have that because you just want your kid to be so great it's like you don't want to wait for it to you know unfold on its own and stuff like that but i've learned to sit back and just like okay my son's only in fourth grade shit he he may be Average as hell until he gets to a damn sophomore year or something. Then it might just, all right, everything clicks and he just, you know, take off or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, that's just how I look at things now. I don't really like training him and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, he, he didn't got with Gerard. You know, I'm going to get him with as many people as I can to avoid me having to do it all the time. Cause like you said, the, the more, the better. So he can take something from each person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And just put it all together on his own stuff like that. And I don't want to, I don't want to. Uh burn him out, so yeah to speak. Don't want him to just be like, Well, fuck this shit. I mean, I don't want to play this. He's he's he doing too much. I'm cool. Because mm-hmm. I've seen that shit happen a lot too. Yeah, definitely. Yep. But man, I know you gotta uh get on your little uh what y'all got film or something like that.
1: Man, bro, we gotta
0: watch film and scout. Hey, uh, yeah, film and scout. Man. Hey, that's a I that's a part of it, man. That's yeah, a part of that's part of the process, man. You Can't skip no steps, man. Y'all, y'all got a goal that y'all are trying to reach, so all that matters, man. Uh, and then one last question I was gonna ask: um, Is it anything particular you looking in? I mean, looking for um, in a four year school as as you you know transition from JUCO to the next level?
1: Um, uh, I just want somebody that's gonna you know let me play like how I want to play, because I ain't like I like I said like I ain't never really worried about. Going and scoring twenty like that ain't that ain't my role no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I ain't six three, six four. So they got people that's six four and up that can go get dirty. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. don't need. I just want somebody that's gonna be able to let me run a show. You know what I'm saying? Play out the ball screen, get others involved, get my assist, and I'm cool. And then somewhere that just like that's like a family. I don't want to go mm-hmm. nowhere where I feel like I got to worry about talking to my coach every week about playing time or stuff like this and that yeah like i just want to go somewhere i know i'm gonna play but i don't even care if it's 20 minutes like i play what 20 27 plus now but 15 20 minutes that's cool for
0: yeah. me at a 40, that's the, yeah that's the main thing man <laughs> being on that damn floor as long as i'm playing i'm straight
1: yeah and that that was one of my biggest things was because like you know i was talking to my pops about like you know maybe going somewhere far or staying close but like mm-hmm. I was, like if i if i ain't gotta worry like about playing time or something like that like i'd be cool going far away but i can't go far away after already being close to home for two years i can't go far away and be not playing right in a in a room with a name i, I don't know i got to get to know like you know what i'm saying i can't go out there and, and go through like that that's some that's something that's caused like you know some depression some mental some mental stuff you know what i'm saying yeah, so i can definitely away. do it yeah but like that's just my biggest thing is somewhere i know i'm gonna get on the floor because i don't want to go nowhere where i gotta second guess it and then i'm ready to transfer then i gotta sit out a year maybe or something like that just to go somewhere else and then that's adding on to two more academic years that i got to put up with school that i really don't want to do but you know what i'm saying that's just something i gotta do so some just just something small like i don't care if it's d1 d2 whatever i just somewhere
0: yeah well i can say right now you guaranteed to get a shitload of d2 offers that's just that's a given for yeah. sure but i feel like i feel like the D the d1 opportunities will come too. everything will unfold you'll be straight man sure you're gonna be in a good situation either way man and shit, like i said either way it go the education is gonna be paid for it. so as yeah. you continue to play after shit, you go right into the work work field whatever you're gonna do sh- you're gonna be straight what is your what is your uh your backup plan if you happen not to go overseas or anything like that? Uh trade school. Trade school? Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, that's different. That's different. Uh my
1: best, you know, uh CJ. Mm-hmm. Uh LJ big brother, yeah, That's that's my best friend and he already got into like he did like the little internship in high school and then they got him uh you know, a job at the company he was working with and then mm-hmm. they sent him to trade school. It's so, like he do like 3 weeks at work, then go to Peking for a week and just do straight classes and they pay him to go. And so he'd been, like, like he'd been talking to me about it heavy, like, just saying, like, it's so much easier than having to go look for a job, like, with, with a degree or something. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. even if I got that degree, like, it's always going to be somebody either that's already got that job or somebody they're looking for with a Ph.D. or a master's or something like something that. Like so it, yeah, He was, like, in trades, like, it's just you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Once you get that, that certificate or whatever it is, like, it, you do whatever you want. So. I was either looking at, like, carpentry or,
0: like, plumbing or something like that. Okay. That's decent. That's decent. Wait, so you said LJ, big brother. LJ that's on my team? Yeah. I didn't know CJ was his brother. Yeah, you can't – if you look at the pictures, uh dub when CJ was
1: that age to when LJ get to CJ age now. Yeah. Their biggest brother, Trey, it's like they all just went through a phase of looking the exact same as they grow up.
0: I, I swear I, I didn't know that. I swear I didn't know that. Yeah, but they all be, got some potential too, man. He's gonna be tall, tall as hell. Yeah. I be talk, I be talking
1: to LJ all the time. Every time I'm on a game with CJ, he, what up? I be like, what up, man? How basketball going? Be like,
0: good, man. We we won or whatever. I be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, man, we got a pretty solid group, man. I feel like this, the group I got by the time they seniors, junior senior year, they they'll be decent. So yeah. for us at SHG, pretty both, pretty young. Probably the youngest two teams in the conference couple years it will be towards the top of the conference as long as everybody stay locked in and stuff like that yeah Mm -hmm. well man i'm gonna let you go ahead and get on up out of here man i'm gonna uh, gonna be in tune with you man probably have to get you back on here towards the end of the season or something once y'all season over you know recap on things and talk about schools and and all that shit your plans going forward and stuff
1: oh yeah for sure whenever man you know i'm whenever i'm free i'll hop on
0: okay man say no more all right my dad Appreciate you hopping on, man. Yes, sir. You already know. All right. I'm going to holler at you. Bet. All right.